Good morning. I'm Lisa Marzelli with the WMNF News headlines. Donald Trump is scheduled to surrender to federal authorities in Washington this afternoon. He will be booked and fingerprinted in federal district court before being escorted to his arraignment, which has been set for 4 p.m. The four-count indictment of the ex-president yesterday is the first time that Trump has been charged with a crime based on his attempt to overturn his 2020 election defeat. WMNF's Josh Holton spoke to a local member of Congress who reflected on that fateful day. We're living through a dark chapter in American history, according to Democratic Congress member Kathy Castor, who was reacting to the former president being indicted on criminal charges. That's what struck me reading through the indictment last night, the depth and breadth, the times he was told uh, that, no, there were no election irregularities, but he kept pressing, kept spreading, uh, kept spreading lies. But it also gives me hope because there were brave Republicans who stood in the breach and pushed back in Arizona, in Georgia, Vice President Pence, who said, no, we're not going to overturn the U.S. Constitution. She said that even though she was in the Capitol on January 6th, and it means a lot to her, it also means a lot to anyone who casted a vote. Everyone who wants their vote to count and mean something and not uh, live in a third world nation where, where some dictator can overthrow the country just based upon conspiracy or a military might. President Joe Biden's actions are offering a clear contrast, according to Castor. The Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act, the Inflation Reduction Act, that capped the price of insulin that's lowering the cost of prescription drugs, lowering the cost of health care. I think that's what the election is going to turn on. And there just simply is no, there's no contrast. Joe Biden is the one who's delivered for the country. Meanwhile, you have a former president who has, who has betrayed the country. Trump has been indicted in two other cases and now faces 78 criminal counts. If he were convicted and sentenced on each count, he would face hundreds of years in prison. For WMNF News, I'm Josh Holton in Tampa. Meanwhile, St. Petersburg will be awarded over $20 million from the state for infrastructure improvements. As WMNF's Chris Young reports, this means lower-than-expected utility fees for St. Pete residents in the future. The funding is from the Florida Department of Environmental Protection. It's going towards mitigating flooding and improving St. Pete's utility service. Claude Tankersley is the Public Works Administrator for the City of St. Petersburg. We're basically getting a 50-50 grant. So 50% of the funding for the project will be coming from our utility rates and 50% will be coming from these grants. And this means slower rate increases for St. Pete utility customers in the future. We anticipate it will it'll allow us not to raise utility rates in fiscal years 24, 25 and 26 um, as much as we would have if we had to fund it completely ourselves. Approximately $11.5 million dollars will be used to mitigate stormwater flooding in South St. Pete. This is a really important area. It's been on our radar for, for since at least 2017 as being one of our top priority stormwater areas. The area is low-lying and susceptible to severe flooding and property damage. $8.8 million will be used to improve two wastewater treatment plants. These operation buildings that we have in place right now are decades old, probably built back in the 70s, 60s. And so we, we need to adjust these buildings to, to account for sea level rise and changes in our rainfall pattern. Tankersley predicts construction will start in fiscal year 25-26. For WMNF News, I'm Chris Young. 
Scorching ocean temperatures have caused most Florida corals to bleach, and scientists expect a mass coral die-off this summer. WMNF's Josh Holton asked Congressmember Kathy Castor about what can be done to avert a marine life disaster. Castor is the former chair of the House Select Committee on the Climate Crisis and helped put together the package in the Inflation Reduction Act. She said that is America's clean energy and climate law, but the cost and damage of climate are upon us. We need good partners in the state of Florida, and we do not have one right now. Governor DeSantis just a few weeks ago had a sneaky veto of millions and millions of dollars that would have put money back into the pockets of Floridians to buy those energy-efficient appliances and to weatherize their homes and to save money. Uh, And this is in a state that is so exposed to the higher cost of climate. And despite July having some of the hottest ever recorded average global temperatures, she said the biggest hurdle to taking action is the GOP. There is a partisan divide when it comes to to moving to clean energy and reducing pollution. The Republicans, unfortunately, just last week in one of my committees, they wanted to roll back the new incentives to make electric vehicles uh, cheaper for Americans. They are so tied still to fossil fuels uh, and to the big oil companies that they are willing to to disregard the impacts right here and now of, of climate. Castor also pointed to the impact of China on global temperatures and emphasized the need to also ask them to stop building coal plants and move faster to clean energy. For WMNF News, I'm Josh Holton in Tampa. St. Pete City Council member Richie Floyd is calling for a change in leadership at St. Petersburg Fire Rescue following employee comments in a city survey that described a hostile work environment. The Tampa Bay Times reports that several comments, which were forwarded anonymously to city officials two weeks ago, accused Fire Chief Jim Large of not fostering an equitable workplace for minorities and accuse him of making sexist, racist, and homophobic remarks. Floyd said while grateful for Large's faithful service to the city, He believes it's time for a leadership change, adding, this is about the dignity and respect of working people, and the city needs to step up and support our fire rescue employees and department. A 2014 report called for Large's replacement in part for not having enough minorities in senior ranks. Currently, only five officers out of 78 are black. It's going to be partly sunny today with a high of 93 and a 40% chance of scattered storms. Sunny with a high of 94 on Friday and a 30% chance of rain. I'm Lisa Marzilli with the WMNF News headlines on 88.5 FM and WMNF.org. This is The Scoop, recorded at WMNF Tampa. 